So within a world in which technology drives our lives, one man has shaped the landscape of innovation, leading some of the most groundbreaking companies and projects. And up until recently, not many people even knew his name. But with the release of ChatGPT, just in 2022, this project and company has taken the world by storm. And not just the tech world, ChatGPT saw an adoption curve that, well, didn't even look like a curve at all, more like a vertical. In January 2023, not even three months after initial release, the service was already used by over 100 million people. But AI in its exponential progress has dark implications, and Elon Musk himself has warned about the dangers of artificial intelligence a long time ago. Get the out of me when you talk about AI. Between you and Sam Harris. It's just, it's definitely going to be outside of human control. The thing that's going to be tricky here is that it's going to be very tempting to use AI as a weapon. The danger is going to be more humans using it against each other, I think, most likely. Do you think that it's likely that we will merge somehow or another with this sort of technology and it'll augment what we are now? Or do you think it will replace us? Well, that's the scenario. The, the, the merge scenario with AI is the one that seems like probably the best. Like For if, us. Yes. Like if you, if you can't beat it, join it. As we delve deeper into the realm of artificial intelligence, it's important not just to solely look at the benefits, but simultaneously also the negative underbelly of artificial intelligence. I mean, I, I think the best case is like so unbelievably good that it's like hard to, I, I think it's like hard for me to even imagine. And the bad case, and I think this is like important to say, is like lights out for all of us. Lights out for all of us. On one hand, artificial intelligence has the power to revolutionize industries, solve complex problems, and create abundance by automating tasks and improving decision-making processes. It can lead to breakthroughs in healthcare, climate change, mitigation, and economic growth. On the other hand, the unchecked development of artificial intelligence could lead to massive job displacement, increased inequality, and even the potential for destructive autonomous weapons. While some people are arguing for more caution and responsibility when it comes to artificial intelligence, Sam Holtman seemingly does not even take into consideration these views. Instead, he moves fast, he likes to break things, and definitely does not apologize for scraping insane amounts of data from the internet to feed the monster that he created. The most underrated quality of all is being really determined. Um, this is more important than being smart. This is more important than having a network. This is more important than a great idea. Today, we dive into the life and legacy of the man who created OpenAI. And we explore the journey that made him one of the most influential figures in the tech industry today. Get ready to be inspired and uncover the secrets behind the unstoppable man within the tech industry today, Sam Altman. On April 22nd in 1985 in St. Louis, Missouri, Sam Altman's history begins with a family of high achievers. With his mother being a well-educated dermatologist, Sam's curiosity and passion for learning were recognized and nurtured from an early age. His childhood home was filled with the sound of whirring computers and the smell of soldiering iron as young Sam immersed himself into the world of technology. And as a teenager, like many tech entrepreneurs within Silicon Valley, his fascination intensified in relation to computers and coding, and he was soon finding himself 
building small projects online. He was relentless in his pursuit of knowledge and displayed an unyielding drive to innovate and create. Even his peers couldn't help but notice Sam's potential and passion for technology. Um, the degree to which being like a, you know, three or four standard deviation outlier on determination is a required skill of a CEO um, is not something that was obvious to me when I started. And this entrepreneurial spirit manifested early on, and at the tender age of 19, he co-founded Looped, a location-based social networking application with his friend Nick Sivo. The company, a testament to Sam's ambition and determination, was accepted into the prestigious startup Accelerator Y Combinator, becoming one of the inaugural batch companies in 2005. How has Loop changed over the last few years? We started with this vision of connecting people to the world around them, and the first thing we went after uh, was social, connecting people to the people around them. And a big change over the last year, maybe, has been an expansion of that to connecting people to the places around them as well. Okay. Um, helping people find places that are hot right now, or their friends like, or special information or a deal. Mm -hmm. It's really an important part of the geosocial experience that we have focused on over the last year. And launching this company proved to be a pivotal moment in Sam's life. It marked the first real venture into the world of startups. The experience would later set him on the path to Y Combinator, OpenAI, and beyond. And though Looped was eventually acquired by Green Dot Corporation in 2012 and shut down, the experience served as a crucible for Sam. It taught him invaluable lessons about entrepreneurialism, leadership, and the importance of perseverance. Yeah, um, I, I think you want to look for the intersection of what you're good at, what you enjoy, and, and what, where you can create value for the world. And in my experience, if you don't find some of the intersection of those three, it's hard to really have an impact. I think most people kind of just fall into what they work on. They don't give it much thought. And there is benefit to that. Uh, sometimes you actually have to just try stuff to figure out what you like. But I really do think it is worth upfront thought about what you're going to spend most of your waking time doing. So I think it's really good when people think about what they're good at, what they like, and, and kind of how they can create value for the world. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Sam used the lessons learned from Looped as the foundation for his future endeavors, making the beginning of his incredible journey in the world of technology and innovation. And Sam's tenacity and his ability to continually push forward seems to be the fundamental characteristic traits in which is leading his life today, setting the stage for the extraordinary impact he would have on the tech industry and the world at large. As Sam Altman's journey continued, his relationship with Y Combinator inevitably deepened, and thus this basically shaped the trajectory of his career and life. Founded in 05 by Paul Graham, Y Combinator started as a small experimental project to fund and mentor early-stage startups. Little did anyone know, however, that soon after, headed by Sam, Y Combinator would become an innovation powerhouse responsible for some of the most awesome companies, innovative companies of our day. And the payoffs are such, and this is, was the, always the thing that was hard for me to wrap my head around, that uh, we can make a lot of mistakes, we can fund a lot of terrible companies, as long as we do fund the most important ones. And so the model is such that you've just got to be willing to make that error. And so yes, there are people who say that, well, is Y Combinator getting too big? And I always, like, I always stop and think, like, if everybody else is saying this thing that YC is, you know, way too big, um, and I think, like, I'm, that's what they're wringing their hands about. And my big worry is that we're not nearly big enough. You know, we're off by, like, a factor of 10 or something from where we should be. 
like maybe everybody else is right, but I don't think so. Right. And at least so far, um, that would have been really the wrong thing for us to do. You know, it's already been able to scale much more than I thought. In 2014, Sam took over as the president of Y Combinator, succeeding its founder, Paul Graham. With his unique blend of entrepreneurialism experience, technical skill, and a keen eye for spotting talent, Sam was the ideal candidate to lead the accelerator into a new era. So more people in the alumni network are more customers, more users, right. you know, more products that you can buy at hopefully some kind of discount. And so, uh, you know, we will continually have to evolve as we get bigger and bigger, but you know, university alumni networks are far, far bigger than we are today and still manage to work okay. Right. Anyway. And we have this huge advantage of, um, we are ourselves a software company. Mm -hmm. So we are able to write really good software that makes the whole network work. Okay. Under Sam's guidance and leadership, the company Y Combinator later became an innovation juggernaut. It expanded its reach, attracting a diverse array of startups and refining the mentorship program to better support budding entrepreneurs. With Sam's vision and drive, Y Combinator nurtured groundbreaking startups such as Airbnb, Dropbox, Reddit, and propelled these companies to astronomical success. And obviously, as the status of Y Combinator grew, thanks to Sam and his guidance, so did the overall impact upon the wider startup ecosystem. The Accelerator became a beacon for entrepreneurs worldwide, inspiring countless individuals to chase their dreams and to bring the idea to life. Sam's tenure as president of Y Combinator was marked by his unwavering commitment to fostering innovation and empowering entrepreneurs. He understood the power of collaboration and the importance of providing the right resources and mentorship to enable startups to flourish. Like a, a good lesson from computer science that has really applied to YC is that you can always optimize things more than you think and the bottlenecks are always super hard to predict. So we just try to keep growing, keep delivering a great experience. New things always break and we find new ways to address them. That's great. In 2019, Sam stepped down from the president role of Y Combinator, but his legacy most definitely has continued. The Accelerator's continued success is a testament to the strong foundation he built and the countless entrepreneurs whose lives he touched and shall forever be grateful for his guidance and support. The Y Combinator phenomenon, with Sam at its core, has become a cornerstone of the tech industry, fueling a wave of innovation that will change the world forever. As Sam Altman's career progressed, he later embarked upon a new journey in which fundamentally would change the future of civilization and technology. So you are the CEO of OpenAI, 37 years old. Your company is the maker of ChatGPT, which has taken the world by storm. Why do you think it's captured people's imagination? I think people really have fun with it and they see the possibility and they see the ways this can help them, this can inspire them, this can help people create, help people learn, help people do all these different tasks. And it is a technology that rewards experimentation and use in creative ways. So I think people are just having a good time with it and, and finding real value. In 2015, alongside visionaries such as Elon Musk, Sam Altman founded OpenAI. This was originally a research organization with a bold vision to create artificial intelligence that benefits humanity. And initially, OpenAI was conceived as an open-source project aimed at fostering collaboration and sharing advancements with the global community. Sam's role as CEO of OpenAI has been instrumental in guiding the organization's missions and values. His leadership has been vital in the development of groundbreaking artificial intelligence technologies such as the GPT series, which have revolutionized natural language processing and have opened up new possibilities 
in fields ranging from healthcare to entertainment. GPT-4 is the latest AI system from OpenAI, the lab that created Dolly and ChatGPT. GPT-4 is a breakthrough in problem-solving capabilities. For example, you can ask it how you would clean the inside of a tank filled with piranhas, and it'll give you something useful. It can also read, analyze, or generate up to 25,000 words of text. It can write code in all major programming languages, and it understands images as input and can reason with them in sophisticated ways. One of the notable aspects of OpenAI's GPT series development is the massive scale of data collection from the internet. This approach has allowed artificial intelligence models to learn from the vast amounts of diverse and unstructured data, leading to remarkable performance improvements. However, this data collection strategy in recent time has sparked lots of concern regarding privacy and the legality behind artificial intelligence. What's happening is they're training the AI to lie. Yes. It's bad. To lie. To That's lie. exactly right. And to yes. withhold information. To lie and, and yes, you comment on some things, not comment on other things, but, but not to say what, it, what, what the data uh, actually uh, demands that it say. How did it get this way? I thought it's, it's, you funded it at the beginning. What happened? Yeah, well, that would be ironic. But faith, the most ironic outcome is the most likely, it seems. Um. <laughs> Critics have highlighted the potential biases in which can stem from scraping data from the internet without explicit consent, and OpenAI too may inadvertently infringe on individual privacy rights. What a lot of safety researchers have been saying for many years is that the most dangerous things you can do with an AI is, first of all, teach it to write code. Yeah. Because that's the first step towards recursive self-improvement, which can take it from AGI to much higher levels. Okay, oops, we've done that. And uh, another thing, high risk is connected to the internet. Let it go to websites, download stuff on its own, uh, talk to people. Oops, we've done that already. But Sam is also well aware of the dangers of AI. However, when asked about it in 2016, he simply said, I try not to think about it too much, but I have guns, gold, potassium, iodide, antibiotics, batteries, water, gas masks from the Israeli Defense Force, and a big patch of land in Big Sur I can fly to. Nevertheless, he's pushed open AI forward at unprecedented paces, seemingly with little regard to safety. Elon Musk's early involvement within OpenAI initially aided the bolstering of their status and reputation specifically within the Valley. Quite fundamental to the success of uh, OpenAI, I, I put a tremendous amount of effort into recruiting Ilya and he changed his mind a few times and ultimately decided to go with o OpenAI. But if he had not gone with OpenAI, OpenAI would not have succeeded. This helped bolster the organization's credibility in two resources and Musk's commitment to a future where AI is used responsibly and ethically resonated with Sam's vision, creating a formidable partnership. But cracks started to form early within the initial partnership. After three years, Elon Musk was ready to give up on OpenAI, the artificial intelligence research firm he originally co-founded. The nonprofit launched in 2015 was backed by billionaire tech luminaries such as Musk and Reid Hoffman and others who pledged a collective $1 billion. OpenAI succeeded in luring top minds in the field away from big tech companies and academia. I think that AI will be a technological revolution on the scale of 
the agricultural, the industrial, the computer revolution, and we have no goal other than the creation and deployment of safe, beneficial AGI. We create an environment where we have AI and technology broadly amplifying human wisdom, giving humans another resource for connecting with what's actually important to them, what actually gives them meaning. And we need a lot of different kinds of people to make that happen. But in early 2018, Musk had a dire warning for Sam Altman at the time. He stated and told Altman, another OpenAI founder, that he believed the venture had fallen fatally behind Google and Musk proposed a solution. He would take control of OpenAI and write it himself, but his proposal was rejected. This conflict culminating in Musk's departure in 2018 would shape the AI industry and OpenAI's future. I kind of took my eye off the ball, I guess, and uh, they are now closed source. The conflict has also in recent times interestingly created tension and a simple feud between the two tech giants, Elon Musk and Sam Altman. In 2018, Musk was dealing with issues at Tesla, which was struggling to meet production goals for the Model 3, causing the stock price to plummet. Greg Brockman, an OpenAI co-founder and chief technology officer at the time, opposed Musk's takeover, as did others at OpenAI. A power struggle later ensued. Sam Altman, who also ran the startup accelerator and Y Combinator, stepped in, adding president to his title in 2018. Musk then stepped down from OpenAI's board, citing a conflict of interest between Tesla's AI development for autonomous driving and OpenAI. Tesla had already poached Andre Kapathy, one of OpenAI's best minds, whom became the architect of Tesla's autonomous driving program. Many OpenAI employees did not actually believe Elon Musk in reference to his decision and his reasoning for leaving OpenAI originally. With Musk's departure, the funding dried up as well, in which left the supposed non-profit unable to pay the astronomical fees associated with training artificial intelligence models on supercomputers. OpenAI made a significant decision to pivot towards the Transformer models. And in 2019, Altman flew to Seattle to meet with Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, where he demonstrated OpenAI's AI models for him. After that, OpenAI received a $1 billion investment from Microsoft and immediately announced the creation of a for-profit entity to raise enough money to pursue the most ambitious AI models. They are obviously for profit and they're um, closely allied with Microsoft. Uh, you know, in effect, Microsoft has a very strong say, if not directly controls uh, OpenAI at this point. Um, so you really have an OpenAI and Microsoft situation. Microsoft did not just provide the funding, but also the infrastructure know-how. They built a supercomputer together, trained the massive models that eventually created ChatGPT and DALI. The largest language model, GPT-4, has one trillion parameters. This positioned OpenAI as the hottest new startup in town, with Google struggling to keep up. It can take in and generate up to 25,000 words of text, around eight times more than ChatGPT. It understands images and can express logical ideas about them. For example, it can tell us that if the strings in this image were cut, the balloons would fly away. This is the place where you just get turbocharged by these AIs. And Musk's relationship later with OpenAI grew more fierce and contentious. And this culminated within him pulling OpenAI's access to Twitter's data firehose. He voiced his confusion and frustration in a series of tweets, questioning the legality 
of OpenAI's transformation from a non-profit to a for-profit entity. And he even contemplated suing Altman in the past. Uh, like the intention with OpenAI was uh, obviously to do good, but it's not clear whether it's actually doing good or whether it's, I, I can't tell at this point. I'm worried about the fact that uh, it's, being, it's being trained to be politically correct, which is simply another way of, of being untruthful, saying untruthful things. But the dispute between Musk and Sam Altman perhaps has nothing really to do with the legality of the transition away from a non-profit. However, instead, many are speculating in regards to Musk's status being destroyed and perhaps the position as the hottest man in tech being taken away. And it seems like a rivalry is now pursuing Musk v. Altman, which Musk is starting his own artificial intelligence startup. There's certainly a path to AI dystopia is to train AI to be deceptive. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start something which I know you call Truth GBT or uh, a maximum truth-seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. And I think this this might be the best path to safety in the sense that uh, an AI that cares about understanding the universe uh, it is unlikely to annihilate humans because we are an interesting part of the universe. The story of OpenAI, Musk and Sam Altman, really highlights the unpredictability, the personal nature, and the dynamic nature of the artificial intelligence industry so far. Artificial intelligence undoubtedly offers a wide variety of risks, but two, and perhaps most concerningly, a range of negatives and downsides. So what's really interesting is as the AI systems get more capable, they don't automatically become better at doing what humans want. In fact, sometimes they become less inclined to following human intentions. I think solving this problem is of critical importance if we want life on Earth to go well. How do we prevent machines from making mistakes that have significant consequences? Even seemingly obvious values, like telling the truth, the system actually has to be incentivized to do. It has to want to tell you the truth. It's going to happen in the future. As these systems become more powerful, alignment will become even more critical. In order to minimize the potential negative consequences, many believe regulation and society must actively participate in artificial intelligent development. One of the primary concerns surrounding AI is its potential misuse, particularly within the disinformation and cyber attack realm. Altman dispels the fears of AI operating independently of human control, stressing the importance of safety limits. However, he does worry about other AI creators who may not prioritize these safeguards. Misinformation still remains a challenge with AI models like ChatGPT. OpenAI aims to enhance the reasoning capabilities of AI, helping to discern fact from fiction. Altman highlights the significance of learning from initial release to refine future iterations and address potential issues. As artificial intelligence development continues, the top concern is still in reference to job displacement. Altman envisions AI is a tool that can adapt to technological shifts, ultimately improving education, medical advice, and various professions. And this most definitely could lead to an overall improvement within quality of life. Throughout artificial intelligence evolution, Altman and his team encourage its use as a co-pilot across different fields, assisting users in problem solving and augmenting their work. 
A comprehensive understanding and addressing of AI dangers and ethics is crucial for harnessing AI's potential to benefit humanity. But the real question is, how about you? How are you feeling about the future? Are you scared of this new wave of artificial intelligence in which really could change society and civilization forever?